girl. Yes, do it. Pop them ass cheeks. I love porn. I was invited. I was invited. Absolutely, bitch. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Not a fan. I'd rather go eat. Okay, I don't need it. I would like it, though. Never. Ever. Yay! Before they switch, they they have the preview, and though you can go back to the other site and use that. Right. Yeah. And I would do that because I site, hated you know? it. Yeah. And every opportunity, I would comment like, "What? Why are you going back? Because it's stupid. <laughs> it's wasting my inner. It's wasting my computer resources." Facebook is only doing it because they, whenever they make these updates, is for them to sell more money, pretty much. Like sell they are more ads or ads. Yeah, sorry, they're selling more ads to make more money, rather. So they're doing it to make more money because the because they don't the want layout. their customers. They're not customers; they're products. Did you did yep. you see the the quote that Tim Cook made to the Belgian courts? I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know specifically, but yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. The, the privacy con- is basically talking about privacy concerns mm-hmm. and how um, certain technologies have now become ubiquitous with like ads were fine before technology. Yeah. They didn't need to be targeted. They didn't need to be um, heavily researched to reach certain people. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, you know, ads were doing fine before that. And it's gotten to the point where they're selling people's information and they yep. are no longer consumers, they're products yep. to be sold. And that's that's ridiculous. I don't need I generally don't buy anything from any of those ads. I am a sucker for ads. I'm not. <laughs> I am such a sucker. I couldn't tell you how many products. Mostly it's clothing. So I which one I need clothes. So like I think that's why I'm such a sucker Do you for it. Need clothes i mean in my own home no but no 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 do you need (laughs) them or do you just Um, want new things i actually do need clothes but i always buy the clothes that i don't need so i'm like buying underwear and stuff (laughs) and i actually need like shirts and i need like nice shirts not just t-shirts like i need nice shirts and and other things, but the ads that cater to me are always like underwear ads and like, you know, just fetish wear stuff. So it's just like, I get suckered in by it. So I just, don't. Cause I, a lot of, I look at the shit and I'm just like, I don't want this. It looks cheap. And most of the time it is because I have something that I bought from an ad on Facebook that has already started ripping apart after like two weeks of having it. Mm-hmm. And I never learned my lesson because my ass would go and buy something else. you have else. poor impulse control. <laughs> we just talked about the fact that yes. you and food have poor impulse control. <laughs> I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. I Maybe it's just the way that I know that my parents raised us. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I've never had these compulsions to overeat, to overindulge in anything. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, well, I, I will say my mama is probably a part of that. Oh, yeah. Like, we, my mother wanted us to eat, and she made sure that we ate, but it was, if you're full, stop eating. If you don't want any more, don't eat it. Don't, like, we're not wasting right. food. It'll be in, it. you know, we'll have leftovers. So right. if you need more, there's more. If not, then it's okay. 
you know, we have snacks in, in the in the pantry. If you want one, go get one. Right. Before, but don't we eat were it younger. <laughs> but the thing is, when we were younger, we had to ask to get them. And, you know, after a while, my parents were like, you know, you don't need to ask anymore. You're, you know, you should have impulse control. And by the time that, you know, when you're denied it or not denied it, but when you have to go through the extra step and that extra step is removed, mm-hmm. that mind frame is still there. I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't really need this snack. If I want the snack, I'll go get it. But I don't need it. I'm not going to go get it. I'm right. not going to eat it. Yeah, I no self-control over here at all. I don't understand. Well, you, can, a, you can train yourself to I better. could be hypnotized. No, you could just instill will. Do you think hypnotism like is real? I'm sure it works for some people. People say you have to have like a weak mind for it. I don't in order for you, it to, I think it's not a weak mind. I think you just have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to the idea of someone suggesting something to you. Um and I th- you know it works for some people. Some people it doesn't work for just like anesthesia doesn't work for everybody. Child, I'm glad anesthesia works for me cuz my ass could not be awake during anything. Um, <laughs> I barely hate being awake for fucking shots. So like, Drawing I, blood, rather. I had to get like a deep cleaning um, at the dentist, mm. and they put the Novocaine or whatever. Actually, I don't think it was Novocaine. It was some other um, drug mm-hmm. around my mouth, and my cheeks got numb, mm-hmm. but I could still feel everything in my gums. And I was yeah. like, I still, I still feel all of this, mm. and I'm like, it doesn't hurt that bad. Y'all said it was gonna hurt, and I'm like, meh, it's okay, right. But uh, it hurt more. You trying to you shooting me in the face, right? Was much worse of an experience <laughs> than anything you did with the cleaning. Yeah, I need to get back to the dentist. I haven't been in a year. Well, I think COVID. a lot of people have tried, not, have you know, not been. I need to go. They were like, <laughs> my dentist was like, um, don't even try and schedule an appointment right now because Corona. And I need to go back because I don't I don't like how my teeth feel right now. To be honest, like it's, we need some heavy duty scraping, and you know, no. do you floss? Uh, I try to on a normal basis. It doesn't happen every day. I will be honest about that. It's, I mean, most people don't. But I have gotten into the habit of br- definitely brushing twice a day, so, at least. Yes, at least. I used to only do it once a day, and then I was like, girl. You got better hygiene than that. You need to do it twice. Never mind. You know what? I was going to say something rude, <laughs> and then I was like, nope. It's not. I mean, it's the truth, but it's not necessary. Oh, my it's God. Not. Stop it. I was listening. Somebody was telling me yesterday. Oh, yeah, that, that I don't. I still don't share. Enough? I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying well, to is be this, better. Is this the same person, though? No. Oh, okay. It's a different person. They're saying, like. Yeah, well, I guess they had listened to earlier episodes, and I oh, don't God. share the like you. You basically interview Malcolm, but I mean, we've gotten away from that, really. But talking about me and my problems, eh, sure. like I show, like I show my personal experience about things because I guess I'm a little bit more open about it in general. But I, I feel like in the early shows, like it's been more of an interview about me and trying to like figure out, out myself. Of, yeah. But I think most of our episodes lately have just been conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I think you were much more reserved in the beginning. I, I could talk about anything and I like topics, but mm-hmm. I think 
a lot of the conversation with you has just trying to been getting you out of my shell, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I feel possibly. like you know things don't make sense to me, and I tend to get boisterous about it. <laughs> no, I do enjoy the growth that has happened. I mm-hmm. actually went and listened to the first episode when I was telling oh, you gosh. that it we is, were listening. It is night and day. It is so funny, honestly. <laughs> um, maybe we'll get back to that at some point. No. Um, but no, it's just, I, I I truly enjoy us and you know the conversations that we have. I, list, I probably listen to about 10 episodes you just know randomly might be fun. through. I think so. we should um, we should revisit episodes. Mm-hmm. Not have a, I don't know that we want to have a reaction to our episode, mm-hmm. but like maybe take some of the topics from, well, I guess we, we've always talked about the fact that we need to come back to topics. Right. But like specifically look at topics and see how our stances have changed after the conversation, mm-hmm. know, especially like the first couple episodes, first mm-hmm. few, just thinking about like what has changed in our opinions, if anything has changed, what we've learned and how we feel about it now. Right. I I would love to revisit the the first episode though. Like, you know, talking the about alcoholism. poly yeah, alcoholism, polyazorism, poly- yeah, all that good stuff. So. And what's the other one? Poly oh voyeurism. Vi- voyeurism. That's what mm-hmm. I was about to say, venturism. I'm like venture. <laughs> you got venture capitalist going <laughs> Did you uh, participate in any of the GameStop craziness? I bought GameStop stock. I, you know what? The funny thing was, so earlier this week, because I got my tattoo um, last Monday, mm-hmm. a week ago. Um, and so I ago. used the money that I had in Robin Hood because I only did like a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I want my tattoo. I want to pay for it with the money that I made in Robin Hood over the That's last. That's a decent amount of 12. money, and I made a good bit. Like, so I pulled the money. I made like four hundred dollars over mm-hmm. the course of last year, um, just off of you know stocks that I invested in. And I was like, cool. I have the money that I put in plus four hundred. I feel like that's enough. Nothing's really going crazy right now. I'm just gonna take it out. Mm-hmm. And so I took out everything. I took out everything. Put it back in my account. Pay for my tattoo. Um, and then the GameStop thing happened like two days afterwards. No, like you couldn't have put money back in. That's the thing; it takes like two days for it to. Oh, really? Yeah, Stash in Robinhood, it, it takes. Stash that same day. It, it they wouldn't let me buy it. Um, they were just like, "Yeah, you have to wait because we have to process it." Oh. And so it takes like two days to process. So I was like, "I'm not even going to worry about it." I put the money back in, yeah. yeah, but I was so mad because at that point they had already stopped trading it and oh. all that good stuff. So I got it at I got it towards the beginning, mm-hmm. but I only put like thirty five dollars in that motherfucker, right? Yeah, and it's now worth about a hundred or something, right? So then Dogecoin started going crazy. Who Dogecoin? I have like no it, idea what that li- means. Literally, it's I feel like it's a troll, a troll like. Because it's like Bitcoin, but now it's called Dogecoin. Bitcoin. Huh? Oh, you mean it's well, a crypto, I guess crypto? Yeah, it's a cryptocurrency. But Bitcoin is a crypto. Yeah, I so just, they named it Dogecoin, like the the meme Doge, you know, where, oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a meme out there that's the Doge meme that I'm like the jokes. I feel like I know it, but, but don't. Care. Anywho, that started going crazy too. And I'm like, oh, so this is about to be a thing. So I decided to put money back in my Robinhood account. Dogecoin is already like. Oh, are you heating up something? <laughs> Did you put something in the... 
Okay. Um, Not yet. So, anywho, Dogecoin about to. has come and gone. And so I'm like, okay, if this is about to be a re- like repeating occurrence of like people investing in these things that's going to blow up, let me put some money back in there. So I finally put some money back in. I'm waiting for it to, pro- to clear because it still takes two to three business days. And uh, hopefully, you know, whoever on Reddit decides to do this to another um, stock well, so I can make some money off of we'll it. We'll <laughs> see how all of this goes because um, Wall Street is a, is a scam. It is. And that proof that it's a scam and people are oh, yeah, working the because, system. I mean, even with Robinhood, people are pissed off because they... Um, they stopped trading on they it. They stopped trading the volatile stocks, but I'm like, that's the purpose. That's the whole point. You you did this so that people could be able to buy as they pleased, and not, you know, just now you because want to control it. You know? you know, just because the the average person is winning and the hedge funds are losing, doesn't mean you can come in and change that. Like that's they literally changed the rules. Yeah, that mean, but that's what rich like, people do. And then they want to be like, oh, everybody should like everybody should pick themselves up by the bootstraps and you know Y'all invest didn't. their monies and like bitch, you if you continue to change the rules, what's the fucking point of us trying to? They don't know, want you to. They make money from you being poor. Yep, they sure do. <laughs> now that they have to suffer, it's like, oh no, no, we need to come together. No, 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 no. We don't give a fuck about y'all. Sure don't because. You were making money off of us failing. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Go die. Yep. And um, that they've been doing this like since the over beginning. and over again. And people just, they got exposed. And now they hate that they've gotten exposed. So, hey, this is what y'all get. Mm. Bitches. Well, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Mixed Reactions because I'm mixed and he's Malcolm. And I'm black and he's Christian. I almost forgot that I was black. Apparently, so proud of you. (laughs) Um, you what? This is episode sixty-nine, girl. Oh, nice. But we're not talking about sex today. Apparently, (laughs) we're not. Are we? I mean, you know, it could come. What was the topic? The black and white uh, interracial couples in the mainstream. uh, Oh, that turns into sex. That's fine. We can talk about. Well, I mean, if, there's going to be sex in that game. Bridgerton, yes, sure. But and I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh, okay. Sorry. Before we get to all that, are we going to do ransom raise? Oh, did you know fact first? Excellent. Let's let's do that. It is our show. We do what the fuck we want. <laughs> all right. Do you want to go to the did you know fact? Go, do your damn no fact, bitch. <laughs> all right. So. For all of our international people, did you know that the number 24 in Brazil is considered gay? <laughs> oh, no. so So the number 24, whenever people turn 24 years old, I came across a picture um, where it had like, you know, those cake toppers where it has the number on it. So in Brazil, they have cake toppers specifically for 24 that says 23 plus one anos. I think they pr- pronounce it in Brazil as anos, mm-hmm. but as well um and it's because the number 24 is gay the reason why the number 24 is gay in brazil is because 24 is assigned to the deer um like you know how a chinese zodiac you know each year has an okay, animal uh-huh. stuff like that so in brazil they have an a, a animal for each year so 24 is assigned to deer and deer in uh, portuguese is viado 
apparently there is a or veado actually apparently okay. there's a homophobic slur that is viado in portuguese and so they associate the the words with the same wow, connotation straight people so weird as <laughs> shit out of every fucking thing so now since you know and it's such a long thing because it's like oh okay 24 deer veado viado homophobic slur okay since that has some type so of connection what if you are we're gay? gonna i guess you you say i'm 24 bitch and oh. go out there because that just feels like a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of connection. Yes. It's, it's just like, a year. Yeah. Like, like, it's just bitch. a number. Numbers can't be gay. <laughs> and I apologize if it's a bad slur um, and if I pronounced it or mispronounced it or stuff probably or anything did, like that. So. He's terrible at language. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't mean any harm or anything. It's just for you know, um, the reason. Of, you're also a homosexual. I am. So I'll be 24 every day, all day, girl. Let's go. Funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the feel, straights pull the weirdest conspiracy out of their ass, out, out of, of nowhere, everything. And it's just like, but wh- why do you care that much? <laughs> I think deers are very delicate and very, they frolic and stuff. So that's probably why their connection. Again, (laughs) my thing is why do you give a fuck about the gays being gay? Because they, if you don't want to fuck us, (laughs) then leave us the fuck alone. (laughs) Shit. It's so funny. I came across it yesterday and I was just like, really? Like it's a number. It's a fucking number. I mean, it's no different to me than the idea that seven, <laughs> that- <laughs> 13, what is it? it? You're seven in Japan, 13 here. Like right. Bad uh, luck and all that good stuff. Yeah. Like hotel. I'm sorry. Buildings don't have the 13th floor. Mm-hmm. Don't have quote unquote have a. Th- and I'm like, you just labeled it a different number. It still has a 13th right, floor. That's you the 13th bitch. floor. Like just because you skip it, don't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's still there. Unless you build the floor and don't put anything on there. Okay. Then yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But you know, people are. Uh, they're very. People, superstitions. They can't get away from the old ideas of superstitions. Um, so do you do you want to go rants or raves or do you want to do that at the end? Let's do, do you really want to talk about your your interracial? I, I mean, about we'll get to it. It's okay. I like my rants. I mean, but rants and raves be they'd be a whole damn episode. No, it'd be so fun though, and y'all love it because y'all don't tell us that y'all hate it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, you pick. It, all sure. I have is rants today. That's fine. <laughs> um. Actually. Do you? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm trying to pick because I, I put I put a whole list here, girl, and I'm trying to figure out which one it should be. Um, which is on your heart the heaviest? <laughs> all of them. Um, that doesn't that doesn't sound like a priority list. It no, like a mixed bag of trash. So there's like there's a lot of discussion around raising the minimum wage right now. Uh huh. Um, and people who are black who are against raising the minimum wage because it causes uh, businesses to not be able to afford paying their employees and raise like, prices, huh? Raise prices. Yeah, like they have to. That, that's the thing. Like you're gonna have to raise prices and blah blah blah. And like I don't understand why there's so so many people against raising the minimum wage. Whenever like no, nope. the people of this country have been conditioned to think that the poor are the problem. Uh, they have no poor people have no say. Poor people are just trying to live. 
They're just trying to make it. And like, it's, 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 it, it bothers me because people don't want to, like there are actual people and it's black people who bother me the most about it. And they don't want to pay people who are in these positions a living wage. Like just because you worked at a McDonald's as a teenager doesn't mean that everybody who's at McDonald's working right now is a teenager just working a high school job. There are people at McDonald's who are actually working there to provide for their families and actually, you know, put food on the table, working and making $7 an hour to put food on the table for your family is not, that's not right. Like why the fuck do y'all not understand this? Because people in this country have been conditioned to think that the poor are the issue. It's so dumb. We know that. But classism is stupid. It doesn't make sense to make to villainize people because they don't have the same advantages of you. It's privilege. That's the idea. So a lot of it's the same thing that people don't want. Um, people don't want their student loans. They, they don't want other people's student loans to be right because they pay for their own. They pay. The, the problem is that you're being selfish. It's not about you. You have to not think about you. It's about the good of the good. What's good for one person is going to be good for all of us. Everybody, exactly. Um, I am quite irritated by the, the bill that was put forth because the minimum wage doesn't take effect until 2025. Right, right. Which, you know, was kind of useless because inflation rises fast. The minimum wage Thank is you. already not enough. They're going to and that was another argument, quote unquote argument that somebody had. If the minimum wage raises that mean or raises. If the minimum wage rises, mm-hmm. the cost of living goes up. And bitch, do you not realize the cost of living goes up every year? Regardless of if minimum wage is going up or not. So the thing is, you've just made an argument for the for the other side that the minimum wage should be raised because if the cost of living goes up, that means the cost of like what you're getting paid for minimum wage should continue to go up along with the cost of living. What sense does it make that I pay 50 cent for a Reese's five years ago, but now I got to pay a dollar for a Reese's, but I'm still getting to pay, getting paid the same thing when I work a job, like make it make sense because they also have been told that, people working minimum wage jobs don't work hard. Right. And, and they don't matter. Skilled workers. Right. The idea that skilled, that any job is unskilled is a trash idea because you have to be able to do something to have that job, to maintain a job. Thank you. I'm and sorry. I wouldn't be hired at this job if I didn't have some sort of skill. Also, the biggest thing about um, raising the minimum wage is that it will probably stabilize employment. I don't think they also No, Most people don't think about that. Is it when you pay people a living wage, they are less likely to leave you. If you right. pay them what they feel they are, val- if, when they feel valued, they don't want to leave. They'll be more um, loyal to the brand or whatever. A big reason why things keep, why costs keep rising is because companies have to pay to train people. Yep. And the costs, the overhead increases because you constantly have turnover because you don't pay people. No one respects your job because it's like, I don't get paid enough to do 
or care about right. anything here. So, of course, pe- you know, the constant back and forth of, of or constant in and out of people in your workforce means that you constantly have to be training, means that you can't put money back into the business to grow the business because nobody's there who was there when you when you had the initial idea. So, yeah, so a lot of the idea is it, all of it is classist. It's elitist to blame the poor. We should be upset with Congress for waiting so long to have this shit happen. Right. We've been they could have been the done a long argument. time ago. We've been having the same argument about raising the minimum wage for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. It Being raised at $10 15 years ago is st- was still too low then. Yeah. The fact that our poverty line starts at $46,000, minimum wage at 15 is 31 31200 I think. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I, I mean, I can do the, the calculations. Math, I just don't feel like doing it. And that's at 15. Who who has minimum wage outside of DC at $15 an hour? Well, Maybe New York. Uh, I think Seattle does. I think a few places in California do. Actually, a lot of places in California have to have higher minimum and, wage because they couldn't afford it. Yeah, I was about to say they wouldn't be able to work. I mean, they wouldn't be able to live. They wouldn't have a house. They, they wouldn't be already able to, don't. Right. I Oh, okay. Go ahead. You have another one? No, I was do, just going to say. to wait? Huh? No, I was just going to say, like, even in North Carolina right now, the minimum wage is like seven twenty five, And that was that was raised in, like, 2007. Yeah. They're still, it's legal. Wait, for, I thought it was, t- no, it had, oh, Maryland's is over 10. Yeah. So in North Carolina, they're still down there. And that hasn't, that's, it's been over a decade since they've risen, raised, raised, <laughs> raised the minimum wage. But the thing is, they still are raising rent. They're still raising everything, you know, bills. They're still raising like, but all of a sudden it's such a terrible thing to pay people more because no, they it's are always unskilled. been a terrible thing because you know. people rich people want to keep they want to hoard money for whatever reason because it gives them more power and it's like you know you'd make more money if everybody was making more money that's how you know economies how econ- work how about say that's how economics work <laughs> but you know? when you hoard money economies fail dummy yep um dumbasses i fucking but so i know this is terrible but i saw an article that said that a lot of New York real estate brokerages are f- are going into bankruptcy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, oh, let them all go into bankruptcy." Oh, landlords are strugg- Landlords are struggling, and okay. and why do you feel like I should care? Child, I don't have any sympathy down. for you because you're the reason you're failing. Yep. Because you you build all these luxury apartments, like all the luxury apartments around us are going, and they're, like, and they're who's still gonna fill them and still building. Well, they them. can't stop building. My, I was literally looking at my building the other day, mm-hmm. and I was counting because I was in my friend's apartment, mm-hmm. and I was looking across the way because you could see the building, and you I have counted. A friend lives in your building too. Hmm? You have a friend who lives in your building too. No, I was in this building. Okay. I don't want to say names because I don't want to. That's put not what. You, no, no, no. What I what you said was you was in your building counting oh, at sorry. your friend's house, and I was like, you got so a friend over in, there now. So I was in this building, okay. counting apartments over in my building because oh, you can you see didn't it. Say nothing. My Fuck bad. You, bitch. Oh my god. Anywho, I'm, look again. No, just, bitch. Keep going. I move in silence like lasagna. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> or like Jesus and lasagna. Anywho, um, 
Oh, don't hold a knife to me. Anywho, I was looking at the building get and I counted at least 20 apartments empty. But yet and still they want to charge a fucking arm and a leg, but y'all can't ask. feel y'all can't feel these fucking places, but y'all still want to charge us as if the building was exclusive oh, yeah. at this point. Like fuck capitalism. That's that's all it is. They want to make money off of you. And they just want to be like, oh, we're gonna charge this because we're in the we're in this neighborhood and the average apartment for rent is this much like bitch if y'all don't want to lower the prices then i'm just gonna move somewhere else there are tons of other buildings who don't have anybody in them and i could be the only person on my floor so that's what it used to be like too and that's the reason why i paid the premium to be where i was but now i got neighbors so i'm gonna move unless y'all lower this rent did you know you could negotiate your rent at any point you did tell me that and i need to i need to start so i think uh, i'm gonna do that when my lease comes up i'm not paying that Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No thanks. We're not. We're gonna lower my rent because yep. you know what? Um, y'all ain't full. Mm-mm. That sure building ain't. over there ain't full. That yeah. one is full. And if you need to retain me to keep the income, right? You gonna lower my rent because I'm not paying it. I, I can look out my window and count five apartments that are not full, literally just from where I'm sitting on my couch. And like, okay, so that apartment's empty. How much is that? Oh, it's cheaper. Well, let me move over there then. Like. It's just, it's. I'm not it, moving. It's too much goddamn work. That's the thing, though. That's that's them. it's a problem because that's. I'm, I want them to. Work. The, I want them to lower the price before I actually decide to move. But if they don't want to lower the price, then yeah, I'm. I'm hey. Um, and then y'all are missing out on the money that I was paying you for the apartment that I'm in anyway. Yeah. Um, so you got to find somebody to fill it, and if you mm-hmm. can't do that, girl, what you gonna do? Lower nothing. the price. They're gonna lower the price. They're just going You like, want. You do want some money, or you want no money? <laughs> All they're gonna do is lower the price anyway. I so. want your money. I want my money. <laughs> I so want dumb. your money. I fucking hate capitalism. Um, it's so dumb. I wish everything was free and everybody just worked out of the goodness of their hearts. I know. That's not going to happen. Well, the thing. So they have had universal um, payments to people. Mm -hmm. And there were people who did not work at all. But the majority of people still want to work because they know that in order to make a society work, you have to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people aren't worried about how they're going to be able to survive, they're much happier at work. They're more productive. I don't understand this idea of trying to squeeze squeeze at the lower end rather than squeezing at the top where y'all don't need this y'all don't need these inflated price like inflated um c-suite salaries for what what exactly do you do that is earning you so much money nothing nothing that's it like most people i like doctors okay like Honestly, that's the only thing I can think about right now. What? Like, like just doctors, I feel like they deserve, and educators, they deserve, like, to be paid extra. Like, well, look, these other Educators people, are definitely not paid a... a they're not. A, a they, that makes sense. They are, the, they are the reason why we have people in the positions that are in those positions now, you know? But they are... And it's really money and, and access, but... Yeah, and so like I'm just like everybody else, like these people who are getting paid millions of dollars, they're because not doing we, shit. But they're you, not doing. I anything. think the idea is more so that we have again this individualistic ideal in this country. So when people become successful, they don't acknowledge all the people that help them get there. They're like, well, I pull because the, the idea I pull yourself up by your bootstraps. 
really means that no one else is helping you and you did it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And first, you know, first it's a lie because bootstraps are not, are not, you can't pull anything up by bootstraps, (laughs) not even the boot itself. The boot actually (laughs) maintains itself, but the strap, not it. You don't pull it up. So that's not how you get up there. Okay. Um, Also, um, colloquial, colloquialism. Yeah. You know, they don't make no sense really. Idioms. Idioms, that's what it is. Yes. Yes. They don't make any sense. They just, you know. A lot of them don't. But ours, that specific (laughs) one is not right. It's a stupid ideal because, again, um, you can't pull anything up by bootstraps. That's not how that works. Um, (laughs) But also, you did not pull up by yourself. Most times, no one, No one has been able to succeed by themselves, regardless of what position you're in. Like, you had to. Somebody had to help you at some point. Mm-hmm. So you no, you don't do anything alone. Um, so yeah, that's the idea. Okay, so... The fuck okay. out of me. Sorry. What? We probably should have had the conversation about that song today in, in we, June. What? I mean, we can. Do you want to just switch? I mean, that? we've already been at 30 minutes in, so... You but half of that's going to be... I'm going to throw things at you. I don't understand why my friends get inebriated and just lose <laughs> all fucking consciousness. No, I'm here. I am... Oh, alert and no, talking. That's and- not what I mean. This okay, okay. Let you <laughs> okay, anyway. Let you All live right. over there. All right. <laughs> so I had another rant that I wanted go to go ahead. Right? Let's go. Um, because that was my rave. The rave was about the article and the failing landlords. I understand that people who work for those firms, lower level people, are probably going to lose their jobs, and I feel bad for them. But the executives, I laugh at you. Ah ha ha. Uh. Um, so my rant is these people who still do not know how to wear a mask 10 plus months into the pandemic and you still cannot wear your mask properly. Right. I can't breathe. Masks go above your nose and below your mouth. It's really not that hard to maintain that. What, what is, what is the point? No, I, I was just thinking. Well no, I was just thinking. Maybe the people who don't wear masks over their nose are mouth breathers anyway. So you still can breathe. <laughs> I know. Your yeah, nose I know. <laughs> at the same time, it was just a thought. <laughs> so, but, but my thing is that I hate when people are like, well, at the gym, I can't breathe. Then you need to modify your workout so that you can breathe. Yeah, because clearly you're not fit enough to do your exercises <laughs> if you cannot breathe. <sighs> if you have to remove your mask to breathe, that means you're working and overexerting yourself. Right. If you cannot, you should have a a um, labored breath. But it should yeah. not be to the point where you cannot breathe without removing your mask. Right. You, I don't know where the accent came from. It's just fun. It's fine. Um, I've had I've had this realization the other day when again because I got the tattoo and Woodley Park. Their escalators are pretty um, significant. They're long. You know, I lived do, at Wheaton. So yeah, I know that's they're not as long as Wheaton because Wheaton's the longest. Over in America in general. In the Eastern Hemisphere, yes. Western Hemisphere, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Woodley Park. I started walking up and I had my mask on. And I was like, oh, girl, I'm tired. What did I do? I took a break. I didn't take the mask off. I didn't say I couldn't breathe. I took a break. Because well, I mean, guess I did what? say that I couldn't breathe, but I, I also mean, did not remove my mask. <laughs> exactly. That's not helping me breathe. Right. Because when you, when you feel like you can't breathe, 
it's most likely because you're doing a little bit too much. So then you need to stop, rest yourself, and then go about your way. Not take your mask off and then continue on. Because if you need more oxygen, it means that you're inefficient in the way that you're currently breathing. Mm-hmm. If you cannot breathe in a mask, you shouldn't be outside. <laughs> everybody can breathe in a mask. But the thing is, everybody can breathe in a mask. They're just complaining. They're making up excuses. If you, But my right. thing is, if you cannot breathe in a mask, oh. do not leave your <laughs> Don't house. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Bitch, because guess what? You're going to have to put the mask on anyway. So, But no, no, no. What I'm saying is... <laughs> If you cannot breathe in a mask, right. you are not allowed to leave the house. Right. Do not leave if you cannot wear a mask. <laughs> it is not that difficult. I need to run errands. Well, then learn how to breathe in a mask. Thank you. It's I mean, what, uh, it's one or the other. But they don't have to leave and learn, though. They just breathe in a mask, girl. No, no, no. <laughs> it, is, it does take effort to learn how to breathe at the same capacity through a mask. Because there is an extra layer that is preventing some of the oxygen to getting to your lungs. Absolutely. Learn to breathe deeper. Take bigger breaths at once so that you can sustain your energy without having to take your mask off. You breathing the fresh air doesn't really do anything. It's the same fucking air. Okay, I'm out of shape. Okay. Who's but I've never that? had any problems with like wearing a mask and breathing. No. Okay. So I'm just like... That was a rude comment from me, but that's fine. I didn't hear it, and it's okay. <laughs> you said you're out of shape, and I asked, whose fault is that? Oh, it's my fault, obviously. But um, Which is also the same thing I say about all these other people who can't wear a fucking mask. <laughs> but um, I'm just like... I can, my fat ass can go out... Well, I'm not. I, okay, so people tell me not to call myself Look here. I'm not fat. But You, however you describe you, is how you describe you. If right. they have an they issue with it, fuck them, right. I'm because sorry that you're you... not talking to or about them. But... I feel like masks don't. It's, it doesn't have to deal with anything about your physical. I, I don't but know. Again, I, personally, but again, I don't the idea physical. that you cannot breathe in a mask means you need to stay your ass at home. <laughs> if you can't breathe outside with a mask on, it means you can't breathe with should, one off. I was about to say, you shouldn't be outside anyway, because then if you do get COVID, you are going to have terrible problems. Oh, you're going to die. Yeah. So. But the thing is, either way, <laughs> if you can't breathe with the mask on, that means you're barely breathing with one off. Right. Meaning you need to figure out how to breathe before you leave the house. You need to, you need to work on your breathing, Do you need girl. one of the tapes to say, breathe in? Yeah, do you need, you need, need the thing to open breathe up in. your nose? Breathe out. <laughs> and look, a ta- yeah, that's what they need, pretty much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was my rant. I just need <sighs> you bitches to learn how to wear a fucking mask. I get tired of people to oh my it fell off my nose. Pull the bitch back up. No, it didn't fall off your nose. You put it there. Well no, if you're talking, it does tend to fall. Like you you know, your jaw will pull it down, but also you can bring it right back up. So you know you can touch it. You can feel it. You can feel it. I don't want to touch my mask though. Like bitch, it's your mask. Touch the shit. Okay. Oh, and it's also gross when people eat with their gloves on. It's like the whole purpose (laughs) of the gloves is to prevent you from germs so that your fingers don't. They might throw it away afterwards, though. No, what do you? No, 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 no. <laughs> they eat with the gloves on, and it's like the whole purpose of the glove is to catch all the gross shit. Oh my gosh! So if you have it on, it, instead of being on your hands, it's on the gloves. It's a, yeah, so exactly. if you've been touching shit with the gloves, they should not be going in your mouth. <laughs> The whole glove thing at the beginning of all of this is just like people dumb are to stupid. Me. <laughs> I think that the pandemic has shown the world 
how dumb the average person is. Let me, to protect myself, I'm going to wear gloves because it, it, it has a layer that protects my body from the outside world. But instead of removing that before I put things into my body, let me just touch things with the glove to prevent it. So let me get the glove dirty and then put it in my I, face. I can't stop laughing because like at the beginning of everything, I just, it was just so dumb how people were just like, I wear gloves everywhere. Like, bitch. No, no, no that's gloves. fine. But you have to change them just like sanitation. When, peop- when people serve you at the... At the um, the, the restaurants they have to take their glove off right. put a new one for you you should do the same thing for you they, they be like I got my gloves on it's okay I'll touch things and blah 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 but I got my gloves I'm like bitch do you not realize your gloves and your hands are pretty much the same situation if you don't change your gloves in the middle of but the touching thing, things I, it, it's a, and these are the same people be like well I don't want to take the vaccine bitch you the one probably gave yourself COVID because your nails you. stick I think the gloves at the beginning was more of a uh, what psychological thing where it's just like unprotected. No, no, you should wear gloves. It's not a bad thing to wear gloves. The 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 point is that you cannot then touch things with the gloves. They that's the part they forget in your mouth. Yes, that's the part they forget, and that's why I was laughing so hard because it's just like okay, you say you're wearing gloves, but also you've touched the doorknob, you've touched your car handle, you've touched. Other things without and then cleaning st- any yeah, of it, cleaning any of it, or even changing your gloves out, and you're just like, Oh, I got gloves on this. Okay. Wait, and then, like, Wait. It's the mask, like, they put again, <laughs> mask wearing, you shouldn't bring it down <sighs> at any if, if you, if you, unless you were eating or something that requires your the use of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you should be eating in public. That's part of the. I understand. I'm a terrible person. I've done that. But, but have okay. you been a part of the COVID, the COVID, what I call the COVID incubators? <laughs> I mean, probably I've been outside with people. No, like they have these little greenhouse tents where they have tables. Oh, I've been in that inside. shit. I refuse. I don't understand. If it doesn't have an open side, right. I'm not going. There was none. No open. I'm like, why are we like they're there? diplomats? They're outdoor, yes. indoors. Yeah. Honey, <laughs> outdoor means that we are outside. Open air. I can. When you a put a roof. <laughs> And siding. It's not outside. It makes it inside. <laughs> it's stupid. I'm tired. These people are yeah. dumb. Yeah, I, I understand you wanting to have you don't. But it defeats the purpose, money, you know. And but you need to leave it open. Yes. Indeed. And people complain. Well, it's cold. Then eat don't. at home. Thank you. Order takeout because all these places. Because you got your ass. To, if you got your ass here. Somehow you either drove here or you took an Uber. Right. You did something to get to the fucking restaurant. You can do that. Pick your food up and go, and the, fuck go home. the fuck home. Thank you. And everybody gives you alcohol to go now. So Ooh, you know what's exciting too? It's restaurant week. Oh, it is. I told uh, you that on yeah, Friday. Yeah, you did, but I was already like halfway drunk by the time That's you had texted me. Your regular existence. Mm, it's not regular existence. Do Maybe not lie on the weekend. To me. On the weekend during the week. I no. said what I said. Do not <laughs> lie to me. Okay. Ooh, did you see the the um possible bill that uh the mayor will be signing that uh there will be Wait, is it a possible bill or is it already a bill I don't, that... I don't think it's signed, but So I it's think... a possible law. Possible law, yeah. Something like that. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know the details. Either way. Um, so okay, mm-hmm. Mayor Bowser of DC 
is considering allowing uh, in-street drinking I thought legally. that had already... Oh, you mean like permanently? Yeah, like... Because no, during the no, no, COVID... No. But no, COVID, she had already... She put... No. To go. Never... No, no, no. It wasn't legal There to was drink. an executive order. She she put out an executive order saying that people could drink on the streets because that's where the bars were. Mm-mm. You can't do it on the streets technically. You can't drink on the streets? You can t- yeah, you can take... The to go... You, you can, can take drinks to go, but legally you aren't allowed to drink on the show oh, but then so, they don't enforce they didn't enforce yeah that, no right? they didn't because everything i think misdemeanors weren't being enforced anyway which they should oh. be anyway right well um, that's now nah, yeah <laughs> um only federal like not federal what is this misdemeanor? capital crimes whatever anyway other crimes other than misdemeanors were being enforced so like okay. drinking on the streets public mm-hmm. intoxication stuff like that i think maybe not <laughs> anyway she's she's thinking about Allowing basically like Bourbon Street, where you can get a drink and you then mean, walk no, up and down. No, it's not Bourbon Street. It's all of New Orleans. Uh, oh, really? I didn't realize that. You didn't. Why I don't, would it I just only be it a just, single street? Well, that's how it's going to be in DC. It's just going to be. You can drink anywhere in New yeah. Orleans. People just drink the most on, on Bourbon. Bourbon Street. Uh, well, well, it is the party strip of New Orleans, but you can drink anywhere in New oh, Orleans. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Hmm. Have you been to New Orleans? Nope. Well, maybe that's why. That's why. Um, but anyway, she's she's uh, thinking about I, signing that. In the I honestly where, feel like you should be able to do that anyway. As, as long as you ain't driving. Walk, exactly. Like, just drink. Just drink and walk down the street and go. But I mean, I mean, really, what is it preventing if you can't drink on the street? I, don't, I guess it's access to children, but. Just public. Well, you know, public intoxication is supposed to be a bad thing. But I feel like public intoxication was probably one of those laws that was put in place well, to have- police home or people suffering from homelessness. Well, no, because- I, it's 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 a public nuisance because people get too drunk and act a fucking fool and embarrass people, mm-hmm. and you know act out and destroy property. Whites. Um, <laughs> oh no, but they don't get a, they they don't get arrested we, whenever they get have, drunk. You know and what? They have I think riots we need to have stuff, another you know? respectability politics episode. <laughs> but okay, so are we going to do the yeah. the actual topic for today? Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten far and away. We are really all up in this episode right now, which um, is what we usually do. Yeah, pretty much. But that's I don't know, I we, say. girl, we almost at fifty minutes at this point. Okay, um, so that's why I asked. <laughs> yes, let's go. You want to do it? All right. So so tired. Of her. <laughs> so, so tired. Of her. All right. So this week, I need to um, check in that kid. All right, we're gonna pause. No, oh, bitch, keep pause. going. No, because I don't know. Talk whole shit. <laughs> Can I get a chicken nugget? Um, so this week there has been some news that has uh, been released about the new uh, reboot. I guess it's a reboot. I don't know uh, of Cheaper by the Dozen um, with Gabrielle Union and her co-star is supposed to be Zach Braff. So this is going to be a Cheaper by the Dozen interracial edition. Um, there have been a lot of talk about interracial couples with it being a black and white couple and how Hollywood refuses to um, show just black couples exclusively in love, or there's always some type of, Hey, this black person in love, but it's always with another white person. Um, And it's just been a lot of discussion about how people are tired of seeing, you know, black people falling in love with white people and they don't see enough of, black love in general in mainstream media. I mean, there are some like Tyler Perry, he makes, you know, 
shows and stuff with black people, but obviously Tyler Perry kind of follows the same tropes as other people have followed in the past. So it's not really, I guess, fantastical type of, you know, different type of experiences. It's always Christian type of stuff Tyler Perry follows. But anywho, uh, it seems like people are tired of seeing interracial couples being black and white in general. And I, I wanted to kind of talk about how you feel about that coming from a mixed background. I'm not um, white. I I know. So like whenever I know, you, but, but the idea, I don't, I'm not white. Mm-hmm. So well, I think the biggest issue more so that the, Hollywood's obsession with having to have a white lead to lead a big budget movie is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think people are trying to like become, I think we mentioned this before, but become like synonymous with white people like to kind of be like, Hey, we're a part of you guys. So, you know, no, we're black, I, so, but we're not that black, you know? Type well, no, 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 no. The, the idea with Hollywood especially is that in order for a movie to sell, you have to have a black lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have a white person in a major oh, role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, we we've had lots of we've had lots of movies that had black couples who were major you know um, I don't I'm trying to think if Will Smith has ever had a non black wife in a movie has he so. had wives in movies wives 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 in movies uh, yes Independence Day he was married to Vivica Fox ah you're right um in well, he didn't have ha- pursuit of happiness. He didn't have a wife in, um, in Ali. He had a black wife because he was Ali. I, I mean, it was a biopic, so. Um, but I mean, Muhammad Ali also had white women, so that's fine too. <laughs> um, yeah, he I mean, had, other than his actual real wife, who is black, you know, both of them were black. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, but I don't. But I don't, okay, no, no. None but what of I'm, his, like, but what I'm saying is that. In a lot of movies, because well, even in Wild Wild West, Garcelle was black. Um, Men in Black, he had. He didn't she's have a like, love she's interest. She's biracial, I think. Who? The one in Men in Black, like three. I think that's what it was. Two? The one where the girl went to the, the alien. Two. She was an alien. Was that two? Two. Oh. Hmm. Anyhow. <laughs> they all yes. tied together. It was, it, was, um, it was Rosario Dawson. Ah, okay. She, um, yeah, but so what played. you're saying is there are a lot of black uh, represent couple representation that everybody's kind of being extra. I, well, right no, now. no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I know I'm joking. <laughs> what I'm really saying is that Hollywood still has the idea that interracial couples have to include a white person. Mm. So I don't mind that. I think the idea of having a white couple for cheaper by the dozen is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with an interracial couple having that many children. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that idea necessarily applies. I don't really understand how to make that concept really um, modern at this point because we no longer have that many kids. More at all. More often than not, people don't have that many kids. So ain't nobody got a- enough money. Well, not enough money, but also people don't have the time or energy to have that many children. Right. So having that many children at this point is kind of difficult and it's not a 
relatable or kind of, I don't know, I guess, unless it's like a mixed family where they're raising more than just their kids and maybe mm-hmm. like a cousin, you know, right? then it would make a lot of sense or they adopted all of them. I guess I'd have to see like, more, I need more of an explanation of what's going on. Right. Um, I mean, and it could be, we don't know the whole story of it, but like, you know, the whole, the original understanding of cheaper body dozen is just, you know, two parents, I guess, coming together to love each other and they have like their own kids. And of course, do, I think, do you, have, did you read the book? No, I saw like the movies. So you don't know the story of Taper by the Dozen? Not the original one. I just know the okay. movie. Okay. But. So so the book mm-hmm. is about a true family mm-hmm. that had 12 children and how they raised their children to be efficient. Um, both of the parents were college educated efficiency experts and their father had gotten them like they would regularly have learning sessions within the, in their family on how to take a shower more efficiently, how to, but you know, mm. how to do everything more efficiently. Mm. That's kind of like the, the stories behind that is kind of what, um, what made it funny. Um, but the, um, it's also the, you know, having the number of kids, the cheaper by the dozen, the one with Ashton and Kutcher and Steve Martin and Bonnie. Hunt? Oh, never mind. I'm thinking fucking Brady Bunch for some reason. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So like I said, the idea, I would have to see more of the story to figure out exactly how it mm. fits. Um, cheaper by the dozen, the original story and the original movie um, was revamped in the early 2000s yeah. with Ashton Kutcher yeah. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. more of a comedy. Um, and then I guess they're redoing it again. Hollywood recycles stories constantly. That's always. not a thing. I mean, that's always been the case. People make a big deal out of remakes now, but I'm like almost every movie. Even is when a we remake. were growing, yeah, even yeah. when we were growing up, it was a remake. It's a different story. I mean, shit, like, Hamlet the, has been told a million yeah, times. Over Wizard of Oz. Right. was like the eighth one mm-hmm. in a series of different Wizard of Oz. So, right. you know, people get it, and it, whatever. So the so I think the idea of an interracial couple doesn't bother me. I think Hollywood's obsession with having to have a white person, like the shock of an interracial couple should not be a shock anymore. Right. The idea that an interracial couple has to include a white person is annoying. Um and I think that's what a lot of people are mad about. It's just like it's like you have to have a white person. It's like you don't really like we don't have to have a white lead. You, it doesn't even feel like is it Gabrielle Union? You said yeah. Gabrielle and Zach don't seem like they would have ever gotten together ever in life ever. Not even during the Bring It On days. Like Gabrielle Union doesn't even look like she go for Zach at that point. Like, bring it on days, it'd be Gabrielle Union and Odoo from Scrubs, like, if it was Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they don't match at all. Like, I don't... Why are you forcing this right now? Like, Donald you know? Faison and Gabrielle make sense. Right. Like, why can't we do... If you're gonna, if you're gonna try and um, push the envelope, I guess, or make changes, why not do a black cheaper by the dozen? Period. Um. Yeah. Just go all the way. Like, just don't give me this or, bullshit I mean, ass. Make it. I just. I don't know what this. I don't. 
I don't want to talk about it yet because I don't know the full story and I right. can't really give commentary on something that I don't have details on. Right. I can't make accurate arguments because I don't know. But the idea, I think the problem that a lot of people have with Hollywood's obsession with interracial couples is that it's always a white somebody mm-hmm. and a person of color. It's never two different people of color generally. Right. It could be it could be as Latino, Latina, and black person. So it could tired be of you and this fucking accent every time you say that fucking word. <laughs> it could be Indian. It could be you know Chinese. Yeah. Like you know, give me something different. Even though there were ha- there there were ha- there there have been, um, I guess, a lot of black and like like um, Asian couples. Like there was one for. Damn it! Really? I had I had. I had the examples in my head and I can't. Oh, the Issa Rae movie. That's what I was thinking about. So like, Oh, come love on. Birds. That's, yeah. So but that's, that one, that's, that's an anomaly. There aren't, right. They're many. not prominent the fact at that all. You can't yeah. think of that many. Um, there is also Romeo must die. Oh yeah. With Jet Li and Jet Li had uh, a, Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, there are lots of factors in it. Um, the emasculation of Asian men is a problem. The stereotypes when it comes to people of color have been detrimental. I don't think this country is still grappled with that. Um, having an interracial couple shouldn't be that big a shock. Right. Um, I'm more concerned with them having cheaper by the dozen. Like that's going to relate to anybody at this point. I, I feel like, like the first time, the first time they revamped it, I was like, just who wants this? <laughs> the fuck thinks this is funny that's the thing i think they just do it just so they can kind of ease in well they already have a property and it's easier to just rewrite the story rather than having to come up with a new one and you know try to introduce but i don't think a lot of the people who are coming up i don't know what the children read these days so i don't know if they still read she by the dozen in school um you didn't i did i did it i read she by the dozen i saw the movie it was funny um I just see, I just saw who um, is the person all over this. What the movie cheaper by the new movie that's going to debut on uh, Disney Plus uh-huh. cheaper by the dozen? It's Kenya Barris. Okay, so, so now it, I understand why. Understand why? <laughs> why it's not just black family? It's a mixed family so you know because you know he has like i guess he likes to tell these stories about but i mean blackish is a black family but rainbow is mixed yeah but he likes to tell these stories all the time i mean it, his kids are also mixed yeah yeah i mean is he the matriarch blackish? for or matriarch patriarch? patriarch for like mixed stories i guess it's, no it's, but i mean it's I'm a little. I'm confused sorry, exactly I, what your point is. No, I'm sorry. It's just Kenya. I don't like Kenya. I mean, Bears, so. you, you. It sounds like you're villainizing Kenya Barris when we talked about earlier the fact that Hollywood in general constantly has a black. If there's a black lead, there's almost always a white lover to yeah. get it across to to make it more um, palatable to mm-hmm. white audience. That there has to, you know. We can't have stories where people of color date exclusively people of color without it becoming a um, a black movie or a Latino movie or right. an Asian movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's never just a general story. Mm-hmm. And I think 
part of maybe why Kenya's doing it is because it should be a norm. It shouldn't be a big shock to people that they're interracial couples that exist and they're not taboo. They're not something to be laughed at. It just happens to be that. It's just life. Um, Yeah. So I think there's that and it should be normalized. It, I think it's again, the, the Hollywood trope of having a, um, a strong black lead have to have a white or white appearing partner. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, that's the main movies. that's the main issue there. Um, we talked about the fact that Bridgerton also has this issue where yeah. everybody. Well, there are a couple issues. There are a lot of issues when it comes to color in in um, in Bridgerton. All of the that I saw a post where all of the light skinned, all of the uh, attractive, or I'm sorry, all of the black women who have. Um partners are or deemed desirable to Mm be worthy of dating are light-skinned um the 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 cousin of the the red-headed family i don't remember anybody's name anymore (laughs) it's okay they know they know who you're talking about if yeah but um the one who got pregnant with the spanish boy baby um or the the guy who's in spain his baby the uh the boxer's wife is light-skinned or lighter-skinned and a couple other, like all the black women are light skinned, mm-hmm. and the um, other desirable women. But the one dark skinned woman, oh, the queen is light skinned, mm-hmm. um, and they all have white partners. But then the dark skinned woman is the only one who's single and alone. Yeah, but I want to be her. She's um, she's fantastic. I love her, <laughs> Lady Danbury. Mm-hmm. I want to be her. Do you? I mean, do we? Do we? Do we feel like there's a lot of just misrepresentation and like a lack of represent representation. There's always of just a lack of representation of stories love, that you know? involve. I'm going to have conflicted feelings about black love representation. Um, because I'm mixed, I don't necessarily always see a problem with showing mixed families. Right. I don't think that it's not, ne- it's not always a rejection of, one's blackness to date outside your race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's so many different ways to show that just in general. Like, it's not like necessarily like, 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 yes, there are mixed races, but like every mixed race doesn't have to be black and white. Like it doesn't have to be, or it doesn't have to always Caucasian, include a white you know? person. That's, right. I think that's the, the big thing that we are talking about is the fact that Hollywood, almost every mixed race couple is a black or is I'm sorry, is a person of color and a white partner. Right. Almost always. Um, I think we do, in general, we need to see more movies where people of color are the stars and they don't have to have a white counterpart or there doesn't have to be a white person in the cast. Right. In order for the movie to succeed, like we don't always have to have a white, um, there doesn't always have to be a white star for the movie to succeed. Um, It's, I think of, I mean, there's always, there's a lack of, of authentic stories to people of color constantly. And I think there's always an issue with that. Um, in animation, people get upset because people of color are constantly being voiced by white actors. Mm-hmm. Which they're changing, thankfully, yeah. right now. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to, I think, you know, people are 
calling them out. They've been calling them out for years. They're just finally doing now it. They're, yeah, they're because they realize now that, oh, yeah, we've attributed to this bullshit for years. So we're going to we're going to change it now. But the yeah. thing so my if anything, I you know, I think media has has been putting forth an effort to include more mixed race couples in advertising and movies and stuff like that. I would just want to make sure that it's an authentic view of what growing up mixed is like. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe it's that they don't know the stories, I guess. Is that, maybe, I, yeah. they're not, uh, it's oftentimes very complicated because a lot of the stories are, they're not specific to stories about people who grow up mixed. Mm-hmm. Like mixed I think actually does a pretty decent job about some of the, I was going to uh, ask you about that show, actually. That Whenever I thought about the topic, yeah. I was like, you've watched it. Yeah, right. I'm not going to relate to some of the stuff because I'm not white. <laughs> so I don't have a white father or a white mother mm. to deal with having a white side. Um, we don't actually have that many white people in my family at all. Um, <laughs> but the dichotomy of being mixed and having to um, straddle two dip being mixed is often very difficult because you almost never fit in completely anywhere. Mm-hmm. People on one one side is going to say, well, you're not enough of this to be associated with us. The other ones will be like, you're not enough of this. That makes sense. And yeah. then when you're in the middle, like you, you have to go, you have to be the go between if they don't like each other. And it's like, fuck, this is a lot. It's, it's like being yes. a child of a divorced family all the time, even if your parents are together. I, I remember hearing those stories when I was in school because I had uh, not a lot of mixed friends, but a good. Uh, well, never mind. I used to live in the neighborhood with somebody who was mixed. And so I used to hear her stories all the mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, I used to hear that all the time where it's just like, you know, that kind of, I guess kind of policing their blackness again, where it's just like, oh, you don't know this because you're not black. You got a white mama or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of mixed kids have had that um experience where we are not um we're told we're not enough or we don't have connection enough to one side or the other mm-hmm. to make comments and stuff like i i get tired of people telling me well, you're not black enough to say this and i'm like i can say what the fuck i want to i am black thank you fuck you um your experience like you don't own being black now it is different when you've never identified as that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have people who grew up. So I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about one woman. I think it was listening to Best Friends. And this one woman was uh, writing in and she found out late in life that she's actually black. Maybe it was the read. I don't remember now. I feel like that's very... Like I've heard that before, but I so she remember. so her issue is that she wants to connect to she's she's reached out and met her aunts on her father's side that mm. she never knew, but she's white like she's pale enough to pass for white. She's been told that she's been white her whole life, so she doesn't want to step on the toes of people who lived a mixed experience or right. who have the black experience. Like she wants to learn about that that side of her culture, but. Growing up the way she did, she doesn't. She doesn't want to speak about topics that she doesn't have right. direct connection to. Um, that's a very different experience from what I have because I have constantly been told and grew up in 
the cultures that my parents were raised in. So mm-hmm. the black side of my family, I've grown up doing black, um, listening to black music and talking to black people and having the black experience in that case, um, you know, barbershops and shit. Like I've gone through some of that. Right. I don't, being a gay, I don't often like going in barbershops. Barbershops are the worst place nasty. ever in life. Well, as depends far on where you go. The gays go. I don't, mm, I don't, are there any gay friendly barbershops? Yeah, there are. There are. You just have to find them. So I, side tangent, whatever, went to the barbershop for the first time last year in like years. Cause I'm bald. So I do my own hair, girls. If y'all want y'all hair done, as long as you bald, I got you. Um, so I do my own hair. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been in the barbershop in, sorry, <laughs> in so long. Um, <laughs> To the point where I just forgot about the the how the culture is or whatever, and so when I sat there, like I, I immediately felt out of place. Like it was just like this is not where I want to be because like it's all there's always something homophobic that comes up every time you go into a barbershop where it's just like I didn't even ask for this. Like I didn't even present anything gay in the moment, but it all like almost immediately comes up to you know homophobia for some reason i don't understand it it is so weird and so i've not experienced that necessarily every time i've gone to a black barbershop um i had i went to a dominican barbershop before um no i used to go when i lived in wheaton because when i would go to black barbers they would complain about my hair and my girl i have time for you to not know how to cut my goddamn hair (laughs) it's fucking hair hair. (laughs) but you know i think a lot of black barbers are used to doing only black clientele. Mm-hmm. So they're not used to having hair that is straight. Not coarse, you know? Yeah. So like they have to attack my hair differently. And then the way that my, sh- the, my head lines up, the shadows kind of throw people off. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Throws me off when I do my own damn hair. Um, <laughs> but like, so I stopped going. I also don't, I've, Cut my own hair, so it's a lot easier. Because every time I go to a barber, they fuck something up, and I'm like, ugh, I gotta go home and fix shit. So, <laughs> but the thing is, yeah. So my point previously is that I've yeah. I've grown up knowing who what my heritage is and, and experiencing things in Black Hawaiian Filipino culture. So, I mean, I have connection to those things, um, and I don't know that those stories are often really told. They're in not media. not in detail anyway. Like again, we have you know. Uh, what is this? Sorry, Aaliyah and Jet Li. That song, Romeo must the song. That movie. Romeo must Romeo die. Romeo must die. Girl, you are drunk. Uh huh. Go ahead. Um, we have you know, Lovebirds. We have oh, even Cinderella. You know, with Brandy and mm-hmm. Oh Boy. Like we have those stories, but it's like few and far between. So you know. So the thing I liked most about the casting of Cinderella. Is that it was a basic? It was basically colorblind, in the sense right. that, you know, a white mother, a white father, and a black mother produced a Filipino baby. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Never, it's not the thing. <laughs> but it was such a good, like, just fantastical moment. The, you know, the race of the characters was not a was not a mitigating factor. Right. No, excuse me. I'm sorry, girls. That was rude. <laughs> we barely heard it, but if you want me to take it out, I'll take hey, it. Hey, that's out. fine. <laughs> Um, All right. But the idea is like, I, 
either either you oh shit either you are truly race blind in your movie where the I, the story is about the characters as people and not anything to do with race so like a um a white mother has a chinese baby with an ethiopian father like that kind of shit race right. blind where you're just picking the best actors right. regardless of race mm-hmm. it it you either do shit like that in order to be inclusive or you actually pay attention to the how you're presenting race and culture cultural exchange in your movie mm-hmm. where you're just not recycling stories um you're just not recasting people with a different race right. and expecting the stories to make the same sense. Like you I'll, just won't. I was about to say, do you feel like it's probably that they don't know how to tell those stories? So it's just like, it's often, it's often people of colors story being told by white people. <laughs> so, you know, our experience it's, it doesn't feel authentic because mm-hmm. that isn't a real experience. The thing about like mixed ish is that Kenya Barris is the producer, but he's not writing they have writers who have mixed experience who, um, you know, Tracy is mixed. Yeah. So Tracy talking to the, you know, being a a producer and a um, consultant on the show makes sense because she can help write the story, you know, bring stories around that would make more sense to how those children would have been um, brought up because a lot of times stories are written without race in mind or mm-hmm. like if a white producer or if there are white writers in the room, they don't know how to write black people right. in a, an authentic way. So if, you know, I'm not, if the story, I don't necessarily need a cheaper brother does and I really don't, that don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, if, if the story deals with, what it's like to grow up mixed for those kids. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm, you know, more representation. I'm never going to shy um, away from representation, but I think it's, um, if it doesn't spur more conversation, then I'm over it. Yeah, it's if just, it doesn't bring up the points about being mixed and how it's different from growing up one race to the other, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, At that point, it doesn't matter. It's just a movie just with yeah. people in it. You know, just yeah. So here, that's bothersome, you know? and I think um, there's also a conversation that needs to be had. If you're going to do, if this story happens, I want there to be some bit that addresses the fact that being a mixed child, especially if you have a white parent, you mm-hmm. are almost you are never pretty much. Oh well, no, uh, you are almost never unless you can pass as white. You are almost never brought in completely to that. No. To the other side of your family. That's the thing. I um never mind. I don't know because my niece and nephew they're both mixed. So um <coughs> I feel like they probably get a good sense of both sides. I guess. No, you'd have to ask them. Hmm. You should ask them. I probably should actually. Just How old are they again? Uh, twelve and seven. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure the twelve year old could probably give you more details than the seven-year-old, but I'm sure the seven-year-old understands. Yeah. But hmm. what I think- I've never thought about that, though, no, to be honest. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of- uh, it's, it's privilege of- be, if you are born uh, parents of the same race, you don't think about a lot of the things that, you know, your mixed family members are going to have to go through mm-hmm. because their experiences, although, like mixed kids, although they may grow up in a, in a predominantly black uh, background- 
a lot of times growing up for them is more difficult because there are a lot of things that are going to be left out on left out of because of one thing or another. Mm. Um, you don't have a black mom. You don't know things. Um, or you don't have, especially if they're white, they're often left black. I think black people in this country are much more willing to accept mixed kids into the black community than a lot of other cultures are. Um, well, you know, it's, I think that probably plays into the the one drop rule. No, the being what is it? The being close to whiteness thing. I think because they feel like being one step closest closer to whiteness allows them to be more accepted in society in general. You know, so I feel like a lot of people play that part where where they want to just be accepted by you know the white culture because of oh well you know I'm. I they I feel like a lot of black people do like mixed kids because they're just like oh whites right pretty much. That's not what my point was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, but I feel like that's why a lot of people enjoy seeing you I know, think it's actually the opposite where black people are more willing to accept the the mixed children because you are going to experience you're going to have some bit of a black experience because you have black features. Mm. So we're going to accept you into our community because there are parts of you that aren't going to be accepted in a society. And we have to protect all those who identify as black. I think a lot of, I'm not saying that making mixed kids is what I'm talking about. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about families accepting the fact that mixed kids are brought over. Mm. Like my, um, <clears throat> like I said, it took a, it took my family a while to accept uh, my mother into their family. But as the kids of my father, my family accepted us for the most part. Like we grew up like the rest of my cousins as far as, you know, the way that everybody spoke to us. Like we weren't really ostracized for that. Mm. <clears throat> my experience is different. Like I think... Hawaii is a big mixing bowl, so everybody's mixed. Almost. I was about to say true because it's literally so, like everything over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, Hawaiians kind of have a you know we it you ident- you come to Hawaii, you're Hawaiian, your family. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how the Hawaiian mentality is when it comes to like accepting people. Um, but I know that a lot of my mixed friends often have trouble on one side or the other where the parent that had a um, more often than not, it's the mother, their family rejects everything if they have a black partner, because, Mm -hmm. you know, black is the worst that you could do is a a black partner. And that's, they reject them. Um, A lot of, there are a lot of Korean children who are mixed, um, who were forced into orphanages because their parents, you know, their mother or father would not accept them. So they grew up in orphanages because they're mixed <clears throat> and things like that. So I think what I'm saying is that the black community is much more willing to protect and accept children who have an identity that is black at some point mm-hmm. because black people want to embrace anybody that accepts being black. That makes sense. That's what my point is. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, 
Well, I went, there was some other point that I was making. I forgot now. God damn it. <laughs> but that, it, it's, yeah, I think it, I mean, you, you clarified it. It's not because of the, I can't think of the word that I want to say, mm-hmm. but you, you cleared it up for me. Okay. I mean, I don't want to say the association with white people, but like the assimilation. No, people, uh, there has been a lot of like thoughts because black people like mixed people is because of how the, prox- the proximity, I guess, to white people is that yeah. we, that's why we like to. I mean, there are a lot include. of black, there are a lot of black people who want to have mixed kids because the idea of one, it's easier in society to, to be assimilated when you're lighter and closer to whiteness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also um, a rejection of having black features. You know, pro- it's, it's often very weird. Like you're proud to be black, but you often, but you have like exclusively white partners. Right. Cause you want um, light skinned babies because you know, <laughs> light skinned babies are ex- exotic. I hate and that like, so I, much. My dad didn't. Ha- my mom, my parents didn't get together because my dad had an obsession with having light skinned kids. He couldn't have cared any fucking less that we had. He had light skinned kids, right? A lot of people think about that. That like, well, I don't know. In the nineties and the early two thousands, that was like an actual thing where people were like, oh, thing. we we have. <laughs> what you mean? No, I'm just saying there there was a picture on Twitter that came around that was with this black woman with this Asian guy, and like literally every comment under that picture was like, Ooh, y'all going to have pretty babies. And I'm just like, is that the first thing y'all think about whenever you I mean, see I get told all the time when I, when I tell people <laughs> what my mix is, Oh, that's a good mix. I'm like, sure. I guess Shit. <laughs> it, it seems I didn't a pick little, my parents. It seems a little fetishy, honestly, to me, there's an obsession. But... There's an obsession with mixed kids because they're exotic. And I'm like, we are not zoo creatures, <laughs> right? Like we're like just this. other humans that happen to be, you know, we didn't choose this. I mean, <laughs> race is a is a construct. It, we're just people. But yeah, no, it was just we kinda, don't have magic powers. It was I just very you. awkward because, like, I mean, I know that was a thing definitely in the late nineties, early two thousands. But like, just to see it recently, it's, it was just like it's never gone away. I don't. <laughs> it's just so nasty. Like, I mean, you think about my kids. <laughs> It's it's still a thing. People are still <laughs> obsessed with having light skinned kids. People are still obsessed with, and I'm like, I, I, it it often bothers me when I see friends of mine from college who are like, you know, I support the idea of black love, but mm. when they're so gung ho about it, it's almost where they've gotten to the anti mixed people, and it's like, okay, well, um. You know, I understand your point. We should want to uplift and support black people loving black people. Right. But do not negate the fact that, you know, there are people who just fall in love regardless of what their race is. They don't necessarily aren't looking to have light skinned babies. They just want to have a baby. Right. Or they not even want to have a baby. They just want to be with somebody who's not necessarily of the same race as themselves. Yeah. Like I, I often look at, um, the I have friends, black friends who have white partners, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess that's exciting for you. <laughs> you hate it. It's okay. You can say it. I mean, if you found love, you found love. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, that's not really what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. If a white partner comes, fine. I'm going to be fighting 
tooth and nail against it. But it, if it happens, it happens. I don't necessarily want it to happen, but you know, it happens. It's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would prefer to have a person of color be somebody I'm with because it's just easier for me to be able to relate to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to train them on how to. Well, I'm going to. It's not true. Being mixed, I think, is also hard because you kind of have to train people regardless, unless they come from the same kind of mixed background. Right. You have to train them on something about you. And it's like, it is so much fucking effort. (laughs) You know, like training somebody from like, you know, one point is like, say, closer to what your um, experience is, is a lot easier than training somebody who just has no experience. You know, it depends if they're willing and open to talk about fine. But I think for me, a lot of the issue is that there's so little, there's so little real information out in the world about people's cultures Mm -hmm. that, you know, whatever the exotic thing is that people present, that's how they approach me. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, when they talk about things, random facts about the Philippines, I'm like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) That's not, I don't, you're not trying to get to know me. You're trying to, you're trying to put me in a bubble based on everybody else, you know, or some random, like, I don't need that. I'm trying to get to know the person. I don't like my culture is very important to me, but it does not define who I am as a person. So I don't need you to try to connect with me on your love of Filipino food. I don't. I mean, sure, we can go to a Filipino restaurant if you find one that's tasty. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, I'm like, you take me to one that's trashed and I'm going to hate you for the rest of your life. Well, I, my thing is like, I don't need my connection to Filipino culture is not as strong as my my connection to the Hawaiian part of my family. Mm-hmm. So. My family is not really strong in the Filipino like background of Filipino, so I don't. Right. It's not something that I care about. You trying to connect with me on black culture stuff is also just like okay. I need like I need you to put in effort to get to know who I am as a person, regardless of what you think stereotypes of my race are. Right. Even if we are both black, like you can't assume everything about black people is going to apply to me and i'm not i'm trying not to do the same to you right i will make comments about black people as general issues because it's funny <sighs> coming from black people it's funny <laughs> child i um it hasn't happened to me recently but i've definitely because you know i mean i'm interested in white people so you know i talk to white people to and for the longest time whenever i first came out and i was like actively dating there were so many white people that just wanted to feel like they had to say a lot of black references apparently for some reason. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like what, what's going on here? Because they don't know how to see <laughs> people of color as people. Like, I'm I mean, just, I'm, no, I don't watch family matters. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, they make like, I literally had somebody but, make a Steve Urkel like, so it's the well that's your fault for not watching that that's not (laughs) i mean i know what it is but i'm just like that's not what i want you to like that's but i mean why are you doing this (laughs) i i understand i go through that shit constantly because people want to connect with me on like they i i don't know what it is they assume they when they don't really know much about a culture they'll try to pick 
random shit and connect. Right. I'm like, I, I'm a person, first and foremost. You know, like the idea of people of color is that the first word is people. Right. We They're are, still people. We exist as a person before race comes into play. No, you should. You would hope so. Like, I don't, you know, me coming to another gay person, I'm not going to talk about, oh, dick. Right. I mean, never mind. I mean, <laughs> or I'm sorry, you know, right. or me coming to a straight person, I'm not going to say titties. Titties? No, never mind. No, yeah, no. like people just be like, "Why are you talking about titties?" I just, I don't. That's random, right? That you're gonna bring up titties, but you right got now. titties, so I'm just gonna talk about it. Titties, <laughs> they're there. Pussy. I heard you got a pussy. That's exciting. <laughs> Tell me about it. Like you don't approach like we right. don't approach people like that. So when you're dating somebody who is mixed or something, you don't have to approach us with things about our race. <laughs> That probably is not the forefront of our minds as people. That's so funny. I just i I haven't experienced that in so long, but it has happened, and it's the funniest shit now that I think about it. It's, um, I, it's also funny when when people, when black people especially, want to come to me speaking a different language, and I'm just like, <laughs> why? I speak English. <sighs> why do I speak to you? In is it just Spanish? Most mostly? people like to be like, "Hey, Poppy," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> is that, I, stop I just, making. First of all, stop making assumptions. Right. <laughs> Be like, I just take it as like a sexy, you know. Mm, I don't. That's again, you is slightly insulting <laughs> because you're making assumptions about me before you try to actually get to know me. Right. If you want to approach me, just say hey, just sexy. Say, hey, yeah, let me know. touch on your booty. That's real rude, but let me maybe suck your dick. Hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which Ooh. I mean. The thing is, when you approach people, you just can't make assumptions about them. Mm-hmm. I know we, we have gone all types of tangents. It's but okay. um, I think when talking about when you approach people, you should not approach them with assumptions. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to the movie. Like, I'm not going to try to approach this until I have more information about it. That makes I can sense. see more detailed explanation of how they're going to do this. Um, I, do, I do wish that there were just more black mainstream couple like cheaper by the dozens they could have done with two black people like if you want to just make make it a black but then also they probably couldn't tell a black story unless it was the right people in you know you, yeah but it's there, hollywood's obsession but, with having to have a white person to sell the movie and i'm like when's the last time you saw zach braff in something scrubs is all i know but, he's been in a lot of movies i just don't know the last one was again scrubs but, is all i know so <laughs> So I think my thing with this movie is if you have the interracial couple, are they all going to be variations of the same mixed baby? Like, who knows? You know, if I think it would be more interesting if all of the, you know, all the kids were different races and like it was an adopted thing. Like it, it gives more opportunity to have more open discussions about different backgrounds and things. Um, And that's, they can do so much with the story, to be honest, because it, yeah. it doesn't have to actually be okay. Y'all had twelve kids, you know. It could be, yeah, so adoption, a, maybe so it, two families come it, together, or whatever. It, it's all about the approach. So, like, I'm not going to necessarily um, ridicule them right now. For the- I, I'm not going to make an assumption about the movie until mm-hmm. I see more details. Yeah, I think you know if they tell a story where it, I think this this would be an opportunity to tell a race blind story where. You don't have to have twelve mixed kids. Mm-hmm. You can have maybe a couple mixed kids 
and then adopted kids where you all still have 12 of them. Right. Yep. And that is, that I think is kind of a fun, I like that to me makes, yeah, would be a more interesting be, story. I was about to say you, ha- you could work with anything at that point, you know, it could just be like, Oh, just going any direction, pretty much. I just, I just want there to be a more, a more accurate conversation being had mm-hmm. when it comes to stories about casting in in Hollywood. Where one, I don't think that you always have to have a white person in a cast to make it more palatable to mm-hmm. the world. I, th- I, I just don't think that having a white character makes it any better. Um, it doesn't. But if you, it doesn't at all. Oh, I just thought of another one. What? Issa and not Issa, but Molly and Asian Bay in Insecure. Andrew? Yes, I guess that's his, is that his name. <laughs> yeah, but that's also so like a black show. And she True. had issues with him being Asian the whole time. Everybody else is like, he's person. Just take it. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't mean to just jump in, but it just came up. I mean, there are Man. lots of stories with mixed <laughs> kids and mixed yeah. I mean, there was a whole storyline on um, the game with uh, Brittany and what's the cheap one's name? Jason. Yeah. But he wanted to have light skinned kids and his father wanted to have light skinned kids. That's why he's mixed and his wife is white. That was. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there was at least there was a conversation about that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. if there's a conversation in this movie about that. I'm okay with it, but if you, either you address it full, you know, you address it head on or I'm not interested, like make it a talking point other than just having a mixed couple. Look, look, all they're saying is, look, we got a mixed couple in our movie and pretty much. Oh, you know, we have a white man, so you can (laughs) distribute our movie. Like that's, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, Mm. But yeah, I just, I think Hollywood in general has an issue with trying to put people, I, I, I often just, I think we get stuck a lot of times in multiracial casting where the main character or the main cast focuses around white people Mm -hmm. and not around stories of people of color without having to have white people be a big thing. Being the center, yeah. Um, You know, like we've had the book of Pi, which was about a boy and a, and a tiger. There you know, basically no white people mm-hmm. as the main cast, and it did fantastic. We've had um, we had Moonlight that basically had no white people. Like there are successful movies. There are that you don't need to have a white. And I think that's what Hollywood needs to understand is that you can tell the story of a lot of different people, and they're going to sell because those people who are lacking representation are going to see it because they want something. Yep. Of representation. That we want more than Tyler Perry, you know. Yeah. Black people love the fact that Tyler Perry exists. <laughs> this. Like I, I appreciate that Tyler Perry exists. I just wish there were more opportunities for other people of color, black people to be able to tell similar stories yeah. without having to be a Tyler Perry movie. Right. And that's the thing. Tyler Perry movies don't tell those types of stories. They follow the, you know, the, all of them are about the same, the same tropes and mm-hmm. the same stereotypes of black people. Like we need yeah. something. We need we need more Lovecraft country. We need more. Fuck. What's another good but the thing black is, centric? You know. But the thing is, also with Lovecraft country, we need stories that aren't race switched stories. True. Lovecraft country was about a was about a white 
um, protagonist. Racism, and they changed all of the. <laughs> no, no, no. They changed all the the races of the people yeah. in the book. But I mean, like this, the story was just racism, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as deeper than that. But the thing I think, I think what we need more in Hollywood is to be able to tell stories that not just have not been race switched yeah. and authentic to the experience. So, like, I don't mind. You know, there are there are lots of mixed couples out there. Totally fine with that. But you need to be authentic with the story that you're telling that is true to the experience of the people you're t- like. If your characters are mixed, you need to explore the fact that they're mixed in some kind of way that explains something more than. But even then, though, I don't feel like they have to go that deep. Like we can just be there. We can be present and just have a good story to tell. I feel like there's one. It's not like. I don't know. I just I kind of feel like there's just not like I feel like a lot of people in the media and like, you know, Hollywood, they just have it. Like we're they we're gonna have a mixed culture because or a mixed relationship because it's gonna attract people. But like, but even but then a lot of those again those stories are not they're done for shock value and not true stories. Mm. So like it doesn't if two people came together and it happens to be a white man and a black woman or whatever, tell an authentic story to them. Never mind. Don't just play up the fact that the the couple is mixed. Yeah. As the 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 big um, the big catalyst for something to happen in the story, right, like that yeah. should matter. Lovebirds wasn't necessarily about them being two different races; it was about them being two different kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the conflict. It had nothing to do with their race. It wasn't the yeah they were a mixed race couple, but the idea wasn't. Oh, the hijinks that we're going to get into because we're a mixed race couple. Right. No, there are points in the story where race played a factor, and you know my you know, heritage played a right. factor, but it wasn't the central focus of their story. The story was about the two of them and the adventure they went on. And I think if that's that's kind of where Hollywood needs to go is either you focus, you know, you're very specific about um, the characters and the experience that they're having. Or you completely just talk about the character and race isn't a factor mm. in general. So yeah, I mean, it's complicated. Uh, yeah, I, just I, the idea that white is the default is the problem. Yeah, I, I was about to say I kind of take back what I said. No, don't put us there just to put us there. But I do feel like it could be something other than just fucking casting a white person every time, every fucking time. It's always yeah. if it's a mixed relationship, it's a white person every time, like. Yeah. Stop. I mean, you it's, it's, like <laughs> I said, the biggest issue, even if you have a white, it needs to be an authentic relationship where, you know, they address the issues of having a mixed race relationship and the, the trials and tribulations you have to go through with the mixed relationship, like walking down the street and not being, you know, people still looking at you crazy when you go shopping together or thinking that somebody's child you, you know, you're holding a baby that's light skinned and somebody asks you, are you the nanny? No, I'm, I'm this child. <laughs> like, this, this is, is my baby. My, this is mine, girl. <laughs> or like, oh you God. know, when I was with my mother and my father would show up, people were like, who is this black guy? I'm like, that's my dad. <laughs> like, is- <laughs> that's what I understand. So, oh my God. You know, there, there, there are lots, 
it's there are lots of nuances that I don't think Hollywood focuses on. And mm-hmm. either you do that with the story or you eliminate the need for I don't it's, I don't know. That's not a that's not a true statement either. I think it's just it's complicated. And I'll see what the movie is like. But, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, we don't know details about it. It's just weird that they would just go. But yeah, I think it's just we need to get rid of Hollywood. We just need more stories with people of color as the lead. You're right. And authentic stories to that experience. Like out of all the people you could have picked to be alongside Gabrielle Union. And you're Disney. You are Disney. You are like up but again, there. But again, you know? like I said, we don't know details about the story. So I'm not, that's not what I'm talking. I don't know what this story is. What I'm talking about is like Bridgerton. The main people in the story, mm-hmm. the majority of the cast is a white or white families. Yeah. Yeah. I understand in this time period, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. But, but th- no, it's every mind. other fuck. There are so many movies where the entire cast is white and you know nobody bats an eye there are all these movies that are terrible that have mostly white casts are terrible and people get to make more trash movies like that mm-hmm. where when you we don't have enough people of color centric movies that are allowed to fail like everybody just needs the same opportunity to fail and make trash movies and that's fine <laughs> but it's just like we need to not every movie has to focus around a white something right and i think that's the bigger issue yep. i don't know what this story is going to be like so i'm not going to talk we'll to figure it about out this one we'll but um in general hollywood just needs to stop having to always have a white somebody it's the default be- that's what yeah. it is. They just want to go to the default and be like, oh, we're going to cast this white man. It's and then, just, it's, you know, like the femme fatales, usually some leggy blonde. I'm like, I don't. That's not a, appealing to me. I am just I'm glad Gabrielle's getting her money, though. And, Look, you, you know, know, Swordfish was was fun because uh, Holly Berry was the sex siren in that mm-hmm. movie. The the um, the Flintstones. She was a sex siren there, too. But it was all surrounding white people, though. Not me. Yeah, there should have been more. I mean, but that one at least was better about having people of color in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm. It, it's just an issue where you know there are so many stories that are told, and white people are always a focus. Gods of Egypt, that kind of shit is stupid. I I wanted to go see that movie, but then as soon as people started saying how terrible I didn't it was, want to see that movie. I was like, it looked bad. And then I'm like, okay, Egypt. <laughs> Gods of Egypt are all white. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, you know, they're a little fair skinned. They might no, not no, be no, white, no. but no, no, no. When you when your scrolls have brown people, all of your scrolls, including the ones that describe the gods, are brown. Like the the papyrus has a tint over the faces of the people. <laughs> Why are all of your gods white? Because, you know. Oh, yeah. White. It's just de- defaulting to whiteness is always yeah. stressful. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna comment really. Like I said, I can't comment on this story because I don't know what this, the real story around the movie and the right. script is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to talk about it. It's more so that Hollywood just needs to be better about um, not focusing on white people constantly. Yeah. We tired. We tired of y'all white people. Y'all see what y'all do all the time. So, you know. Mm, so. Chill out. 
is I, a long one today. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm going to cut it. The, the beginning was kind of long, but, you know, I'm going to cut it. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you do what you need to do. Girl. I can listen to two hours. Um, fine. So <laughs> do you uh, think that wraps up? Our- yeah, I think there are a lot of, again, like we always say at the end of shows, there are a lot of topics that probably came about from this conversation that we need to go deeper into. And mm-hmm. we, if I had more, I don't know, if this was a bit more focused, I could probably give a better explanation to some of my opinions. Mm-hmm. But I think we went off a lot of tangents that... Like we always do, though, but they didn't. I guess today's tangents lasted a little bit longer. But it's well, this one is it's it's complicated. It's comp. This is. I mean, this is something that I should be more of a. I have more of authority to speak on because I grew up mixed. Mm. It's a little easier to talk about, right? But I mean, I guess we could probably just send each other topic ideas. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying with this specific topic is that this is a clear. Oh no, really? I'm actually probably committing this this conversation because this is a real conversation that puts against what your opinions as a person who who is completely black mm-hmm. against somebody who's mixed and how the ideas differ in the interpretation of what's being presented. Yeah. I think this is an actual conversation that more people should have. Um in general, like people of color with their mixed friends and family. Family yeah. Um because, you know, we I think when you're mixed, you kind of get um, pushed into a lot of conversations that you don't necessarily completely fit into. And we have to be the spokespeople for everybody. Mm. And that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. It's, uh, I don't... Mm. Well, I, and also, I didn't grow up with like a typical black experience. So I mean, does anybody... There's, we're not a monolith. Black people are not a monolith. I wasn't black enough for a lot of people. So there's that. Uh, Maybe that's why I like white people. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show. Sorry, wanna inter- like officially end? We're, oh, yeah, we're done with that topic. We'll okay. come back to it again later. Yeah. So sorry, even though it's a long episode, we just got to... Um, just say, hey, girl, to Cicely Tyson, you lived a long 96 years old, you know, years up in here. You got your flowers or your roses, I think people say. You got your roses. People have got your flowers acknowledged you. You lived a full life, girl. And I am, I am just, I'm not sad that she's gone, I guess. Maybe that's, I'm just terrible at mm-hmm. that. But, girl, 96 I years. Had that ex- I had that same response. 96 years. Can you imagine living on this damn I don't want life? to. <laughs> I'm already over Earth, and I've right. only been here 33 and a half goddamn years. I'm over all of this it's shit. It's like, girl, you had to deal with white supremacy for 96 Earth years, Earth is girl. ghetto, and she got, on her, she got on her ship to go back where the fuck she came from, because this shit mm. is trash. Out. I don't want to... If, if the next 33 years of this same bullshit and the 33 years after that, oh, girl, I am over it. She done lived three times us, basically. Almost. Almost, yes. I mean, Betty White has. Whew, child, Betty. Betty I'm, White definitely has. Well, never mind. She white, so she probably... You know, again, she she didn't have to deal with white supremacy. She benefited from it, I'm sure. But anywho, just dealing... Mm, girl, she done seen decades and almost a century of just bullshit. Girl, um, you you are a strong one, Cicely Tyson. Yes. Hey, you know, I support Cicely. You know, she was working up until the day she died, girl. She was. She had um, did like three interviews like the week before. 
the week of, I think. This <laughs> is just girl. Um, but yes, because she had a book coming out. It came. I think is yeah, it book out came now? Out on Friday. Or? Yeah. <sighs> I, but maybe did she? I can only imagine. I can't. Oh, no, I no, can't I don't actually. want to imagine living imagine that long. That. I'm no. already ready to go <laughs> today, tomorrow, oh, the next day. If it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go, and I am ready. You hear me? Um, yeah, I was t- I was on the phone with somebody when the news came up, and I was just like, oh, yeah, because you know, I'm. It's sad that she died, but also she's 96. If Betty goes again, same again, same energy. Betty is 99. <laughs> same energy. Girl. Um, <laughs> It's sad that we've lost, but she's also not doing all the shit that she was doing 20, 30, 50 years ago. Right. She's kind of chilling out, doing her own thing. But I mean, and- you know, she's, I mean, Betty's still out here working. She do. Is but, she? Yeah. Betty's still in movies and shit, but, um, you know, not with the COVID right now, but I think with, um, I think it's also, I'm just like, when famous people die, it's just like, oh, that's sad. Somebody died, but also we're all going to move on. Right. She had a full life. I'm she lived a full life. Shit, I've lived a full life. And if I if I die tomorrow, y'all not gonna put my post all over the goddamn. You're gonna have angel wings behind you (laughs) in the clouds. (laughs) First and foremost, somebody would have to have found out that I died. And that's gonna take months. Your parents gonna tell everybody. No, the fuck they not. (laughs) My parents don't post on anything. Oh my god. But you know what? Once well, maybe. I think uh-uh. Well, no, because my family doesn't know most of my friends. So how would they see? How would any of my friends see the fact? That I died? <laughs> People just be like, "Oh, he, he got he got died. family members that know your friends, right?" No? Not really. Oh, I mean, my mother would not post it on Facebook. Oh, my cousin. And then the people that know me, well, no, my mother's not friends with any of my friends. <laughs> my cousin would be the first one, like on it. I already can see it right now. He'd be the first one to tell everybody. Shit, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck would know when I if I died. Oh, child. I need, okay, never mind. That's a whole nother episode. What? Just Maybe we talk like, about the death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be like, because I was about to be like, who would you give like your like sign in info for like your account and all that good stuff. But anywho, we can have a whole nother conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do the socials? No, I don't feel like doing it today. Uh-huh. You want me to do the socials? Sure. All right. If y'all want to hit us up, give us social. I can never say this right. Why? So show suggestions. Show uh, suggestions. Yes. Be a, uh, a guest on the, on the show. Um, you know, do you want me to do it? I, I, you know what? I can't think right now. Anywho, <laughs> I'll do it. Feedback, all that good stuff. Send Hold us on, nudes. Blah 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 blah. No, I got I it. I got it. I got it. We here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me a nugget while you do it now. You so stupid. <laughs> all right, Higgers. So this concludes another episode of Mixed Reactions. If you want to contact us, send us show suggestions, be a guest, questions, comments, concerns, news, because we like those. Hey, um, <laughs> you can hit up the show at mixed react the mixed reactions at gmail.com. You can um, find Malcolm on all the social medias at Darnell's Journey. That's two R's, one L. Right? No. Wait, it's two R's, two L's. One, one R, R, two L's. <laughs> There's a. I know it, it's in there somewhere. I'm sorry, Gers. 
We'll, we'll rewind that, cut that off. Yeah, yeah okay. We get it. Um, <laughs> Christian is at Instagram at KaokeBoy24. You can find the show Instagram at Mixed Reactions Podcast. I'm going to try and post more, y'all. He did. I'm so excited. I, I did think this an week. episode. It was exciting. I'm going to go back um, and get some stuff. I, already, <laughs> I already know what the clip I'm going to put on here. It's going to be about Cicely Tyson because y'all ain't going to make it that long. So I'm going to put that part in the show. Just or move it to the, the front of the show. I couldn't do that. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, you can also hit the Twitter up at MIXD underscore reactions. And that's it. That's all of the socials today. Y'all's. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> I did the socials because y'all.